Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Rooted with Yams, the podcast where we talk about all things womanhood, getting rooted in who we are, and the significance and importance of doing so in order to maximize the reach of our branches. You know, sometimes on this podcast, I get overwhelmed and I need to call my girls. I need to have a conversation with someone and just let it overflow. I need to let all the emotions bottled up inside of me overflow. Sometimes it comes out as a rant. Sometimes it comes out as venting. But you know, as women, as people, we all do it. So this episode is going to be a little bit non-traditional. We're still going to have our rooted conversation, our reflection point, and a brief little guide shine. But it's going to be non-traditional in the sense that it's going to be more of a rant, a little girl talk between me and my very best friend, my cousin. You guys know her. You guys love her. So just join us. Think of it as like a three-way phone call, a conference call, if you will. And let's just jump right into our little rooted conversation. So... On the Twitters. Twitter streets. Twitter. Okay, let me pull up the tweet. This dude posted. Do females ever say, no, I got a boyfriend, and then he got the laughing emoji? Wow. And then this Wow. Sorry. Females say this even when they're single. And then my friend said, mostly to try and silence men who can't seem to take no for an answer. And then... I said, the thing about it, though, is that some of them don't care. I straight up said, yeah, my boyfriend and I are going to go. And dude was like, yeah, uh, you check it out with him and then let me know and we can go and have real fun. And I was like, what? And she was like, it's really insane. Absolutely no respect for a relationship, real or imaginary. And furthermore, not even a base level respect for the woman they're talking to. Exactly. I don't get it. Like, I... Like, first and foremost, I shouldn't have to feel the need to say, oh, I got a boyfriend. And on the rare occasions, for me to say, oh, I got a boyfriend, that's never the excuse that I want to use. Usually, I'm the type to be like, can you stop talking to me? Like, I'm uncomfortable. Or I'll straight up tell you, like, I don't like this conversation. You're ugly. Whatever it may be. I'm that type. So for me to, like feel like I need to lie, you have pushed me to another level of uncomfort or discomfort or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's so frustrating. And the two occasions where I've been like, oh, yeah, like my boyfriend and I, because I don't ever want to, because, you know, then there'll be the occasions where a dude be like, oh, you got nice hair. And you'd be like, oh, I got a boyfriend. They'd be like, I just say you got nice hair. Right. I don't want to be in that situation because I can see where that's frustrating, too. Then it's like men can't compliment women without a girl thinking blah, blah, blah. But I'm just also like... Some of y'all need to get y'all's friends. Like, if I say no or if, like, you're talking to me, like, pick up on social cues. Like, if you're like, oh, yeah, what you doing this weekend? And I give you a laundry list of things that I am doing this weekend. That don't mean you ask me, oh, can you squeeze in, like, 20 minutes for me? We can go. No. My no. Guy, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And you know what I don't get? If I'm putting myself out there, if I shoot my shot and I get the slightest hesitation I feel embarrassed like I feel flushed completely flushed like I won't even try it you know so like I just wonder like where do y'all get the boldness like you can truly use the word boldness because that is a new level of like you're not even you're not you are fighting 
your embarrassment right now. Right. Come on now. Like, I know you feel it. Like, I know I'm going out of my way to make it clear that I have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or I'm married or anything. Like, I'm literally going out of my way to tell you lies. I know right. you feel it. I know you feel it. Oh, I, I really, it's, it's disgusting. Why like, is Shiloh barking? Sorry. It is disgusting. And it's so disgusting and it's so unfortunate too because then it's like, if I'm okay, if I'm like, okay, I got a boyfriend and then you pursue and I keep saying like yes to you and we end up in a relationship, as a man, wouldn't you be even questioning my loyalty? Because if I could break with this dude who was talking to me at whatever place and I already said I got a boyfriend, what makes you think I wouldn't do the same thing to you? Exactly. Like, can you have respect for yourself? Exactly. I don't, it's just, it's, it's, it's wild. It is wild. And you know what? I've told this to somebody before, but I think about that a lot. Like the what happens next or the future or whatever. I think about it very actively. So if that was your approach to me, like, are you proud of yourself? Like, are you proud to say like, this is your pickup line or this is like how you got me? It's what? Don't you want to have pride in your story and our story even a little bit? Like, don't you... Or maybe, like, I'm too romantic, but I'm really not. Like, I'm really not romantic at all, like, at all. And I don't require a lot. But the least you could do is have pride in your story. Right, of how we met. Exactly. Like, I don't even know. Like, at this point, I'm like, do I got to say I'm pregnant and got three kids at home for you to leave me alone? They won't. They won't. I can take care of you. mm Mm-hmm. And also, depending, like... Depending where you're from, that might be very normal. It might not not even be a thing. And that's just... And then one time I went to, like, the car wash down the street. And I washed my car and I was um, vacuuming it and stuff. Minding my own business as everyone at the car wash does. Because I don't know you. Right. I'm vacuuming my car. Minding my business. This dude makes it a point to be like, are you done using that vacuum? You see me using the vacuum. Am I done? I was like, no, but like, I'm almost done. I'll put it back when I'm done. And he really like held the vacuum hose clear in my hand. It was like, hey. And I thought he wanted to fight me. So I was like, what is happening? I was like, yes. And he goes, why ain't your man doing this for you? And I was like, what? Because I want to do this. Hold on. He asked you, why isn't your man vacuuming your car that you just bought with your money because you got a full-time job of a graduate student, of someone who graduated college, makes her own money, pays her own things, pays for her car. And he asked you why your man isn't vacuuming your car. And I was like, okay. So I really, in the moment, I think I was like... Because I want to do it. Like, it's my car. Like, I should I should take care of my car. And if he wants to vacuum it for me, and if I allow him to, then sure. Vacuum, if I allow him to drive my car, fine. First of all. Vacuum it, right. <laughs> Come vacuum it. But no. And, like, one, that was one. Two, why are you just assuming that, like, now you're belittling whoever he, like, oh, that's not a real man if you don't blah, 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 blah. You don't know if I can't, what if this is his car and I'm vacuuming because he decided he was going to cook me a seven-course meal. Hmm. I just, I really, um, y'all need to get y'all's friends and y'all need to have better approaches to women. Period. There's nothing wrong with saying hi or, hey, I saw you over there and I want to let you, 
I like I like your jeans. I like the way you tied your shoes. You like orange. Like you can be so lame. You can be weird. Like I would almost appreciate somebody being like, "Oh, um, nice white tee." I'd be like, "Uh, thanks," but I wouldn't feel threatened. And I just feel like nowadays. I don't know. I'm not going to say everything feels threatening, but I just really, I'm like, what is your intention? Why are you talking to me? Like, just be a human. It's like, boys don't know how to be humans when they're around us and they're taking all these social cues from whether it be a magazine, songs, they friends, whatever. But like, just be a human. It's okay to be nervous to talk to me. If anything, that'll give me more like, oh, this dude is really like attracted to me because he's so nervous to talk because I know when I'm attracted to someone, I'd be like, "Mm, yeah, uh, so so you like corn? (laughs) Uh, and it's like they try to overcompensate or something or and it's why i know that's not your natural response it can't be and the bad thing is that if it might be your natural response and that is just so pitiful (sighs) it's i don't know i just it's disgusting but i was that going to say i think i think we need like a men's how-to like maybe they don't know they do know they have to know like i i refuse to believe the way they mature like they might not know they might really think like this is the way blah 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 because i feel like all males go through like a a process they start off you know they learn all their things from like their high school friends who are like cool and i don't think it gets broken down like when after they turn 18 and go to college like nah this isn't how you talk to women or a person or a dog or grass at all you think so i don't know i'm probably just giving them the benefit of the doubt yeah story of my life always (laughs) giving these dudes the benefit of the doubt but i have to remind myself that no one taught me Nobody had to teach me sensible stuff because you can't even use the excuse of your parents because a lot of people, especially, you know, we're Africans. We're not, our parents aren't teaching us this either. You know, (laughs) they might be around, they might be there, but they are not having these conversations with us. So I hate that excuse. I hate it. I hate that excuse that you didn't have a good example because you, you can... You can choose your examples in life. If you're going to choose to do what the bum examples in your life did, fine. But you also have teachers, counselors, coaches, like so many other people that you can choose. Girl, to... watch The Notebook. Exactly. Like... Watch Love and Basketball. <laughs> watch a movie that girls be like, oh my God, watch that movie. Exactly. Not where the dudes, the player, just like where like two people love each other. Oh, I didn't come from home where like there was a lot of love. Okay, be the love that you see, the love that you want to be. Very exhausting. And I refuse to believe that we're the only people, you and I and the other quality women we know, we're the only ones who who have a good understanding of how to approach people, how to be cordial and how to approach someone and shoot your shot in a respectable, non-aggressive, non-demeaning way. I refuse to believe it. Like y'all know, y'all know what you're doing too. You have to know. Oh, let me bring up another topic. Okay. <laughs> I hate, I hate the pickup line. Or even when, pickup line, or even just when people ask, like, why are you still single? Oh, girl. Like, girl. not only are you reminding me that I'm single. Girl. 
But it's almost like you're saying, like, wow, you're so perfect. Why doesn't anyone like you? Girl. And to me, like, for the longest, it still offends me. But for the longest, I was just like, it would really hurt me. I'd be like, yeah, why Why am I still single? Is this? And the, and, but now I'm just like, you know what? I am a lifestyle change. That is what I am. And y'all aren't ready for it. Because mm. my vibe is I'm pretty serious and kind. But my personality is like I'm very fun, loving, and like cool. Mm-hmm. So you put two and two together. And I just think. You're not ready for this. You're not. They're not ready. And I've even been told by one of my good guy friends who's like, honestly, Abigail, you just seem like you have it all together and it's intimidating. And I'm like, wow. So all I'm hearing is that everybody needs to rise up. <laughs> Pretty much. Because I've gotten past, like, oh, I'm ugly. I'm not ugly. I'm cute. Mm. <laughs> and then, which leads me into another topic. Okay. I think... Oh, oh Lord. Stop. Brace yourself. <laughs> <laughs> In my experience, when I have left this state of Texas... Or let me just say the South. I have found that I have much more experience with men approaching me and wanting to talk to me and considering me an object of, like, beauty and attractiveness. Whereas, like, when I step foot in Texas and in places where you can meet people, I feel like I'm always swerved. And, like, it got me really sometimes feeling like, oh, man, like maybe I'm not really that cute, but as soon as I step out of the state, I'm like I'm fine. You got all the juice, for right? These Californians, New Yorkers, all the juice. Minnesotans. <laughs> mm. Where else were you? Um, I wanted to say Ohio. Utah, Ohio. Yes, I was in Ohio. All the juice. Yeah, might just be maybe a not all the juice, but at least like, like don't be modest. Don't be modest. Two drops of freshly squeezed. And I don't know if it's because, you know, it goes back to, like, history and the South being more, like, racist and to where, like, other regions of this state are more open-minded. But I found, in my opinion, that might be biased, which it probably is, but I have found that whether, for, like, let me just give, like, Black men an example. Not all of them. Let me put a caveat. It's not all of them. Definitely. But I found experience that the men that I may find myself interested in um whether they be like you know the men I'm usually attracted to or guys I'm kind of like oh I can see something happening with us when it comes to like liking black girls the people that they like are the same type Type. of pretty okay and I'm like I don't look anything like this girl nor can I ever look like this girl but that is all that you are attracted to, which is fine. Like, everyone deserves to have their own preference, but it's made it so much so to where I'm like, mm, I'm not even going to try it. I just, I'm going to just sit here and live my life. Whereas I found, like, outside of this, whether, you know, be a black man, a white man, a Hispanic man, um, whatever, Jeez. like, they just see all flavors. Out. Sorry. <laughs> That's all I got to say. And that could be an unpopular opinion, but I do think... If if my man is in Texas, he wasn't brought up here. Okay, fair. I don't have um, experience out of... No, you just got all the juice in Texas. (laughs) The South is for you. (laughs) I think it comes to personality, too, because I am a bit strange, so... I'm very... I think I'm very uh, Southern. 
like, I guess. Um, but they still all trash. Every sure. most that I've encountered, most. But then I get to the point where I'm like, man, we really shouldn't be calling these dudes trash. But I'm like, I can only speak to my experience. Yes, I'm speaking to my experience. I know there's better. In fact, better has been featured on this podcast. Yes, just (laughs) Francis, you are literally the hope that I have. And if that means for you, it might be too much pressure. It is a lot of pressure on him, I'm sure. Don't crack. I'll kill him if he cracks. I have one thing that's incorrect. I will really just give up and begin to look at adoption. <laughs> nah, yeah, like, I don't understand. Men's game, boys' game, from my experience, from your experience in Texas, our, our Texas, our Southern um, style experience has been that their game is just very flawed, very flawed, very demeaning very disrespectful. I think that's the best word. Just disrespectful. And I feel so opposite of this podcast because I know I've I've fallen into the hands of disrespectful people and like a, allowed people to disrespect me and still like entertain. Yes, that's the word. Yeah. I, I've entertained disrespectful dudes. And that's like the opposite of any message I would preach. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, I don't know. It's just so every time I want to be angry at someone else, I end up being angry at myself. Anytime yeah. I want to point a finger and be like, who raised you? <laughs> I look at myself. I'm like, damn, I'm doing my mother not proud at all. Like I'm doing a disservice to the wonderful people who raised me, you know? And it's just weird. Like, I wonder, do y'all think the same thing? Like, after you literally holler at a woman, holler and bark at somebody afterwards, are you like, hmm, who raised me? Why did I just do that? (laughs) Or don't you? I feel like they don't. Or the people in my experience, I feel like they don't. They don't even care at all. Oh, you know what? I have been wanting to tell this story again, but I have not had the opportunity. Now is the opportunity. Um, but it is also a testimony to people changing and growing and evolving because the person, the guy I see now, even though I don't have a like even a friendship with him, but just what I see in circulation, the guy I see now is not someone who would say this. But... At the time, when I was in communication with the person, he had the audacity. Audacity. I don't even know if I can say it. I'm going to have to bleep it out because I want to say it the way he said it. Quote. Quote. (sighs) Oh, I know it's coming. You know what is coming. And this rocked my entire world. You forgave this person. You are a bigger woman than I can ever be. He said, I just want to f*** you like a whore and treat you like a princess. Right? That's what he said? Yep. Yep. Those were his words. Verbatim. 
And it was supposed to be very flattering to me. Like I was supposed to just be like, oh my God, yes, yes, daddy, yes. Like that was supposed to be my response. Like, huh? At 20 emoji. Yeah. <laughs> Hard eyes. Right. What? Was that really supposed to be my response? That had me shook. Till this day, like I still have like moments when I'm like, I can't believe somebody told me this, like actually said these words. I was shook. Like, I remember, like, just dropping my jaw, you know, those, like, real (laughs) jaw-dropping moments. I was like, wow. Like, I didn't even know how to respond. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to act. I had never, I've, many, many times before this, I had had disrespectful, like, pickup lines or, what are they called? Like, there's another word for hollering at someone. Cat calls, right? Yeah had like very disrespectful ones in the past but this was like I had already we had already kind of expressed that we kind of liked each other or like you know I see you you see me kind of thing so this was not a initial like conversation this wasn't the first thing you said to me where I can immediately dismiss you and move on with my life you know like I had to deal with this comment I had to sit with it and deal with it and figure out what to do next And I don't even remember what I did next, but I remember there was a falling out. Like I didn't, things ended, right? And then he came back and was like, like, what did I do wrong? What's what's going on with you? Like, why are you ignoring me type thing? And I was just, I had to be like, are you, do you really not know? I don't know. I don't know if I handled the situation well. You tell me. I don't think I did. But um, he was like, let me take you out. Like, please. Like, let's just, I don't want to say begging because I'm not that, I'm not that special, but begging for lack of better words for a second chance, even though he had no idea what he did wrong, you know? And that just really had me thinking like, they don't know, or I don't know what is going on in your brain that makes you think like you can say things like that. And it's correct. Cause he, he swore he didn't know. He swore up and down like I didn't I didn't think that was disrespectful or whatever because I gave him a chance. We went to because I I got a free meal out of it. That was my only. No, I remember this whole thing and I was just like, wow, you're gonna go eat with him, and I was I was really upset. Yeah, you were pissed, highly disappointed. Um, But it worked out for you, so it did. It worked out because that was the end of it, and so I can say, like, I'm. Was it the end of it? No, it wasn't, Abigail. It wasn't. No, you knew this. It wasn't the end of it, but nothing progressed. You know, like we were just still cordial with each other, but nothing. I don't know how you know how to do that. I, I... I shouldn't have, though. I should have been like a real stand firm woman power. Like, I don't know. I should have been stronger and like really brought him down kind of thing but we just we ended it there you know like we were like okay well we're not going to be able to create a relationship out of this but you're still cool kind of thing we still we can still um interact at our meetings because we're in the same organization like I wasn't avoiding him or anything like that but anyways that was a tangent for no reason but I think 
think your whole thing was I want to talk to him and let him know why it's wrong so he can learn and grow from it. I did. So you had faith that he could learn and grow, whereas I would have been like, you're trash. Like, you, there's no return for you. <laughs> yeah, I did. I was optimistic then. But now I can say I'm very less optimistic with these Maybe I'm still optimistic. I don't know. It depends. Like, and it's so trash of me because it sometimes depends, like, how attracted I am to you. Um, and that's, that is trash on my behalf. That is absolute garbage. And that is why the pattern remains, why these guys still are so disrespectful because they know, especially if they have, like, um, trait that seems to be very attractive to a lot of women or whatever they will be trash because they can in a way you know yep (sighs) lord i guess that leads me to like two questions two questions my first question is how do you like to be approached or start off a relationship or anything like that like how do you like for that to become and then my next question is because dudes are always like now you some girls are trash but I've never truly met like a trash girl so when they say that I'm like you're surely lying (laughs) internet sometimes I see trash girls and I'm like that's like one in like a gazillion so my second question is do you know trash women okay I can answer these two questions okay (laughs) the first question was how I like to be approached or like, how do you like to start off a relationship? Ideally. I'm going to say ideally because I don't... Actually, I have been in an ideal situation. I just didn't like the guy at the end of the day. Like, I was kidding myself, like, forcing myself to like him because it started so well. But I didn't like him. But ideally, I would like it to be a friendship initially. Okay, this was very ideal to me. I'm sure maybe my I'm my imagination isn't just big enough. I haven't experienced a lot of good first impressions to to have like a pool to pick from. But this one incident was good enough to be like a new standard for me. This one guy was a mutual friend to all of us. All really cool and we like this was in, in college, I think junior or sophomore year, whatever. Um, all very cool, all mutual friends. We would always hang out together at his place or his neighbor's place. It was very fun. Like we'd study together, go have food together, like a group of like six of us. Right. So I immediately, like he immediately saw me for who I was around my best girlfriends And I was completely myself, like completely comfortable. Some days I wore deodorant, some days I didn't type of myself and it was cool. And so like after, I guess, finals or something like a season when we weren't studying together every day, um, he texted me very, very politely, so kind, just saying like, um, I hope you did well in your exams and stuff. Um, Maybe like, we can hang out together and um, hang out and eat to celebrate, like to celebrate the the end of that season of life or whatever. So I was like, oh my God, cool. Like I didn't think anything of it <laughs> because at this point, um, the rest of our group, they had started hanging out with their other friends who they didn't just study with, you know? So 
I was like, okay, cool. Like I had never given this person a chance to be like closer to him outside of our study group. So we did just that, hung out. We watched a movie at his place, which I was very familiar with by this point because we had been spending a lot of time there. So uh, we watched a movie there, had food, and that was it. And then we found ourselves doing that more and more time and time again until finally he just said, like, I like you. And I was like, okay. Like, that was it. It was so nice. Just, I guess it took a while I or it took longer than most of these dudes wanted it to take. Yeah. Um, but it felt really good because by that time, he knew fully who I was and what my likes and my dislikes were and I didn't ever have to like I never felt intimidated by him I never felt any type of pressures from him like physical pressures person hmm you didn't feel like you had to be a certain way or a certain person at all the persona that you were when you first met him was just me so I I like that he was patient so I guess the key is that that I love is just patience. You can find a way to hang out with someone time and time again and never um, shoot your shot or never disrespect them, never like um, say something about their physical appearance, about any of their assets or whatever. You can hang out with a person time and time again without ever bringing up anything physical or sexual or anything to make someone uncomfortable, you know? So I guess that is my ideal start if it starts with someone just being patient and allowing me to get out of my shell and not trying to force me to get out of my shell and not trying to force me to, not trying to force like, oh, like when would you kiss somebody or when would you go to this level with somebody or like what would you do? it Like don't try to get me to answer those questions. You will learn that about me by just hanging out with me enough, you know? So allowing whatever y'all's relationship is to grow yeah that's that's like ideal for me and then like it was just so easy to not be corny and be like I like you too but it was easy for me to go with his flow after that like I was ready to follow to to go with the flow essentially like it was very easy I'd never had to fight him or be like oh damn how am I gonna I don't know. It was just easy. Let him down easy. Yeah, it was easy to go with the flow and risk it. You know, a lot of times, like, because a guy approaches me, his initial approach is so alarming or, like... Disgusting. Disgusting or, or intimidating. Or like bird or uncomfortable. Yeah, uncomfortable. And when, when a guy's approach is uncomfortable, it be, then becomes, like, I'm very resistant. Like, I'm not going to give you the benefit of doubt, like, I'm not going to want to give you a chance. Even if I, I know I don't like you, mm-hmm. you, you, you can still have potential if I'm not threatened by you, you know, you can, mm-hmm. and that was the case with, with this guy. Like I felt so comfortable with him that I was like, okay, I'm not that attracted to you, but Hey, let's see what this, ha- let's see what, what happens. You know, I was very open to it because I would, because I did not feel threatened by him. So I feel like that's just such a simple message. Simple message. Don't threaten somebody. <laughs> the key here is that everybody has potential until something comes out your mouth. Exactly. Exactly. Everyone has potential because this guy, like, 
this had to have been like going into summertime by now. Yeah, I think we're both in town. I yeah, you know that you know who I'm talking about, right? I think I do. Is it the person that I thought it was? I think it is because I know you I was at like I was giving you updates and like I don't know, like towards the end. Yeah, it was. It is. <laughs> It okay, was in the summertime. I was like, yes, yes, it's you, it's you. And you were like, no, 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 no. And I was like, I'm not stupid. Yeah, so. I remember. Because I would tell Abigail about him. And I'd be like, I don't know, I don't know. And it, it was just, he was just so perfect. Or not perfect, but um, polite and kind and gentle. And just very and nice You almost like dream about exactly like and it's so sad that like nowadays that something that we know as little girls or things that we dreamed about like when it happens or when it's there when it's real we kind of like recoil we're like this isn't how it's supposed to go because we still oppose it to the trash Mm -hmm. but i have no regrets that that one had to end eventually because it became it became overwhelming for me which is kind of sad like Goodness should not become overwhelming. Uh, it shouldn't. Goodness, someone's good heart should not overwhelm us. And for me, it overwhelmed me like crazy. But yet, these disrespectful guys, I'm more, like, I have less to say about them. Like, they, like I'm not as overwhelmed. I'm just like, oh, I know how to deal with this. You know, but when someone was actually good, I had no idea how to act. None whatsoever. It's kind of like, I guess it's kind of like on Jesus and Jalof when they're talking about, you know, the poverty mindset. Once you finally made it and you're really successful, all you have is a poverty mindset because that's all you know. So when good things finally start to happen, you're still thinking as if you're in poverty. Whereas like when a good thing happens, whether it be in a relationship, you need to be ready and willing to receive and be like, this is what it's supposed to be. Like all that other stuff I was going through was not correct. You almost have to rewire your mind. Wow. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Cause that's all we're used to, right? Like even growing up, like whether it be sexual harassment, like I tell the story about like a dude that I really like was all about and even till this day, I'd be like, yeah, if you were to ask me out right now, like, I'd say yes in a heartbeat. I don't know nothing about this kid today. Um, when I tell the story about how, like, we started to talk, I'm like, these are a lot of red flags. Mm-hmm. This was sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. But because that's what was cool and that's how like someone was supposed to show interest and that's whatever I allowed it to continue and I didn't know better like I was like oh this is how someone shows you that they like you right I didn't know better so I let it go on and like I've in my mind I created that like oh he's talking to me this way or you know texting me and asking for whatever or this and that and let me just say like I didn't say yes because I was like ooh, this morally feels incorrect Mm. (laughs) You know, or like, you know, he wants to kiss me. I don't really want to kiss him, but it's okay. Like, you know, like, it's because we've, us and society has, like, they've trained us to be like, this is how, you know, a guy likes you. And like, like, or if a boy's mean to you, oh, boys will be boys. If a boy's mean to you, that means he likes you. Like, we're teaching young girls, like, this and teaching them, you know, to be disrespected, to let someone harass you, to let a guy look at you a certain way or say something to you that makes you feel uncomfortable. If you're uncomfortable, that's good. That means he likes you. That means give it a chance. Exactly. It's like, if you're uncomfortable, run, sis. You know what? Another thing that 
we do, or at least we did down here. I don't know. Slap ass Friday. Was that a thing? Uh, no, but I do like ours was pantsing over here. You got pantsed a lot, girls and guys. Yeah, we did slap ass Friday from like elementary school to high school. And guess who was doing the slapping of the asses? Right. And who was receiving the slapping of the asses right. and laughing and joking about it and just receiving it, you know, like, damn, we are messed up. <laughs> we are. And it's like, I don't know. You're taught so much. It's almost like, I don't know. It almost feels like we were taught if you're being harassed, then it's okay. Yeah. My eyes are being open to it more now for the past, like, yes, since maybe the past four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, in the past, whenever, since 2016, <laughs> with the new president and all the <laughs> things that have come out of the dark with so many um, harassment suits and sexual um, allegations and truths that have just been coming out, I'm just like, it's shocking, but then it's not that shocking. <laughs> and but it's, it should be. And it should be exactly like it should be like I see this on the news and I like have a stroke or like I fall out of the chair or I'm I'm crying, but mm-hmm. it's just like damn, like sorry, sis. You know? Or it's just it's just worse because the person, the man is in power, you know, yeah. but if it was just some regular person, it would, it would just be a regular thing, you know? And the thing about it, I think it's, it's embedded in our culture. Cause it's like, Oh, like this dude is like, whether the dude is older or younger, like this dude is looking at you and like, you feel uncomfortable, you feel him staring at you and you're not attracted and you're like, Oh my gosh. And then he makes it a point to, you know, talk to you and like the conversation is uncomfortable and you can tell he's making like googly flirty eyes or whatever. Still uncomfortable. But we've put it, we've put on discomfort on a oh, sexual harassment on a scale, right? So like, Oh, he just looked at you, but, but you're like, no, but like the way he looked at me, the things he's suggesting, um, with his look, oh, it's just a look, and then, you know, he begins to, like, oh, he just, he grabbed my arm today, or he groped me, or he put his hand, like, on my waist, or he slapped my butt, or he grabbed, you know, like, and it's, like, all these things are still making me uncomfortable, but, like, on a scale, like, it's, like, oh, but he didn't, like, try to have sex with you, he didn't take your clothes off, nothing was violent, so what's the issue? So then we get to a point where, like, now people are, like, no, this person, like, I was sexually abused, like, he raped me, he this, and it's, like, no way, he could never, like, how dare you, whatever, and it's because, a guy can look at you and make you feel uncomfortable or, like, suggest something or in his conversation with you and make you feel uncomfortable. And they're like, oh, that's just the way it is. That's how guys are. And then to the point, like, it, it's like we skip all those things and it's like, oh, he did this to me. And it's like, no, he didn't. Yeah, so, you're right. And, and it's like... The, and then, like, what are they responsible? Exactly. You know? Exactly. And you have the bar, the standard of harassment, Right it starts at a look and probably something before that too. It's just that we have been so desensitized to things Mm -hmm. and we have that, that standard has continued to raise and raise and raise and raise until like the standard of harassment is a whole rape, you know? And so that's just sad. It's kind of like a standard of first base. Have you heard that that's changing? You know, when you watch a movie and they're like, oh, first base, they made it to 
second base with her third base whatever I never really understood that but I I do understand that (laughs) these bases are are changing they're at different places on the baseball fields apparently so when we were watching um what's an old movie like the notebook first base was maybe holding hands and a kiss on the cheek or something now girl that's just a warm-up you in the dugout you're in the you are that is like you are not even playing you are not even on the field okay so first base is now something further than that so that means what I don't know I don't even know it's just it is alarming and now we have incorporated all this into a rooted conversation. So what is the takeaway, Abigail? What is the takeaway from all of this um, inappropriate behavior and things we have allowed, things that we have become desensitized to, and these trying, trying dudes? Useless is my favorite word to use, but I'm going to be nice and say these trying dudes who are still who still have room to grow I don't think we should be punished for the fact that we mature sooner and understand um, emotions well emotions of discomfort and social interactions I don't think I should be punished for that that I know what they are versus if someone comes along and they don't know what that is okay. so I think a takeaway is I don't know Stay woke. Stay woke. I was just thinking that. Like, the best thing you can do is just realize some of these things. And it's it's a hard time. Because I think, too, if you just... It it sucks. It It really sucks. It does suck. Because then it becomes a thing to where, like, women aren't being believed. Or then there's women who are, like, take it too far and, like, are making false accusations. So... If you are uncomfortable, reasonably so, I haven't mastered this. And on the rare occasions where I've been presented with disrespectful people or like, I know that when I am walking, whether I'm alone, um, usually when I'm alone or like with a group of friends, if I see, whether it be one guy, I'm okay. When there's at least three guys, I'm like, I'm uncomfortable. I need to look busy. I need to look like no, don't talk to me. Um, even if they're not going to do anything, just the chance that someone could say something to me or get confident enough to put their hand on me and like touch me or what, cause these dudes is bold. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to confront it besides acting crazy. And I've never <laughs> acted crazy before, but like, I, I will be the type to just really, I'll be cross-eyed. I'll be speaking pig Latin and maybe like, oh and spitting on people I I don't know but I just uh, it sucks because I'm also the type to be like just go out there and be yourself and do whatever you know walk out the street you know by yourself but now that I'm getting older I'm like low-key like you really shouldn't because people don't care yeah and I guess for me what I would tell myself I don't want to project this advice to anyone else because people have been have experienced this at different extremes that I might not ever understand. But what I would tell myself based off my past interactions is that I need, I I can afford to be more 
mindful and more like consistent with my stance. So for example, when we all went to Miami, mm-hmm. the type of cat calls, whistle, whatever that we would get spring break walking down South Beach might elevate me, might boost me a little bit, like might really make me feel some type of way, like in a good way <laughs> versus that same type of cat calls and barks and whistles, just me and my friends just going to lunch, you know, like I receive them too very differently. So for me, um, I need to be mindful that no matter where I'm at, I can't be, I can't be choosy. I can't be selective. I can't be someone who's like, okay, um, when I'm walking down the beach, like half naked, those things like add to my confidence because that further empowers the dogs who are disrespecting women, you know? And then I can't be choosy to be like hella pissed when someone, like when my cousins and I went to Cincinnati for one of my cousins graduating, we all went like out, we were looking cute or whatever. We went to get ice cream and there's these guys like literally like following us and like hollering and like yelling at us. And then even it escalated to, I guess they had some friends at the other end of the street where we're walking away from them who told us like, don't you want to pay them any attention? Like, Hey, don't you hear them calling you? Exactly. So that pissed me off. Like I was ready to fight Abigail. Like I was ready to fight, not the guys per se, because we were ignoring them, but I was ready to fight their accomplices. It boiled my skin. But then I have to remind myself, like if this was spring break, Miami, just a few, just two years ago, like I would have still ignored them, but I would have walked a little taller in that moment you know is that weird it depends on your intention right like if you're going you're like okay like the scene the scene is spring break miami everyone's drunk this scene like you're you know you're more in sober mind you're getting ice cream it was an innocent day like it was a day where you weren't expecting that kind of it was a sunday the day of the lord (laughs) and i think that's where you and i differ i do think there are probably more people like you than there are like me. And that's not to say like at, in Miami, like when I was getting like cat called or whatever that I, I it didn't like boost me a little bit, but I, I would have just kept that inside been like, Oh, he said I had a blank. Oh, yeah, girl. Yes, you do. Um, but I would, I only internally acknowledge that. Whereas if he came up to me, was like, hey, girl, I just want to, I think Abigail being Abigail would have been like, skirt, skirt on, because I don't love these. Oh, definitely. Bye. Yeah, but I don't know. I just, yeah, some men are so, I don't know. Yeah, you just gonna have to pray about it. My mom says she's been praying for my husband since I was born, and I'm so grateful for that because, <laughs> no, truly, because I, I just, I don't understand them. And then, like, all the ones that are really good, they're like, we can be great friends. And I'm like, I don't want to be your friend. <laughs> You're the only good one out there. Please. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, but like, I don't think what you were saying is weird. And I think too, like you grow. So you said what that happened two years ago or whatever. So 
just because I'm in a bathing suit at the beach, whatever, I worked hard for my body. Um, me, by walking out of my house and going into a public place wearing whatever I am wearing, yes, that is giving you permission to look at me. That does not give you permission to talk to me. That doesn't give you permission to compliment me. That doesn't give you permission to touch me or think I'm yours or catcall or anything. The only thing that it's allowed you to do is to look at me. And that is I didn't just your you freedom. Look, right. I didn't do it for you to look at me. I didn't do it for you. I did it for me. So for you to think, and I guess it's that, that, that possessive that like, I'm a man. I can, you did this. No, sir. We did this for me. It's not about you. At all. Never was. Never, ever, ever will be. I will be damned. <laughs> right. Don't walk in my house thinking, oh, I'm going to wear this and this dude's going, no, no, we're not thinking about you no. at all. Not at all. Even when they're dudes, that, that's the thing too. Like, even when they're like fine dudes that I see, I'd be like, oh, he's fine. Like, that's it. That's as far as it goes. <laughs> if you happen to make eye contact with me and I make eye contact with you, bye, we going to make eye contact. That brings us back and, to square freaking one like how can we still we you and i and many women listening they can see a guy who's fine and all that probably the best looking thing and we will not harass their life yet roles are reversed you just get you feel like you are entitled to say and touch and yell and whistle and that is it's bizarre. It is still very bizarre to me because I would never. I would never, maybe because, um, like, gender roles or whatever, but I would never. I mean, take a social cue. I think the one time that I ever approached a guy and I was serious about it is, and he saw me first. He looked at me. I saw him look at me. And I looked at him. Then I looked away because I was like, I could be crazy. <laughs> Let me just not crazy. I looked away. Then I looked back at him. We were at a club. And he was still looking at me. And in my mind, I was like, he's cute. He's looking at me. Let's see. So I walked over to him. And I was like, are we going to dance or what? Oh, God. That was so bold of me. Don't know where it came from. So bold. So bold. And so out of my character. (laughs) And he was just like, yes. And then... Along the way, we started talking. I was like, were you going to come talk to me? He was like, eventually, but I'm so glad you came and talked to me because by the time I was going to come and talk to you, like, it would have been time to go. And I was like, well, I'm glad that we both saw each other's eye contact. He was like, yeah, that's how I knew you were interested. And I was like, hey, this one has sense. Sense. Sensible young Girl, man. Girls and guys, if someone's looking at you and you're not attracted, boy, the way you will not even sniff that direction. <laughs> you leaving the club. You leaving the library. You're like, oh, yeah, looks like it's time for me to go. That don't mean follow me. That don't mean come looking for me. It just means I'm not interested. Exactly. <sighs> okay. <sighs> that was this week's. <laughs> <laughs> Rants. That was this week's. Rooted. Well, Random, rooted rants, rooted conversation, rooted rants. Thank you, Abigail, for being here yet again. This week's reflection point, I really wanted to make a whole rooted conversation out of this, but to be honest, you guys, I couldn't. I didn't. Feel like I had the credibility to talk about the subject 
so I'm just including it in the reflection point because I thought it was an important conversation and I didn't want the month to go by without at least mentioning it. And I do apologize for not being too woke about this topic, but it is important. I do recognize the significance of this month of October being National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I just wanted to briefly talk about, you know, the importance of the history of the month and just some things to be mindful about, to be aware about as the month comes to a close. So National Breast Cancer Awareness Month started a long time ago, (laughs) and the purpose was to bring awareness and encourage women and men to be screened and be up to date with their mammograms because mammograms have been uh, shown to be the number one thing when it comes to detecting breast cancer early or early enough to potentially start treatment or um, have a, a, a mass removed. So that that's the that was the original intent, intent. And also it serves as a campaign. And this campaign, again, is just to bring awareness to how much breast cancer impacts women. It's said that one in eight women will be affected with breast cancer. That means every woman will be affected by breast cancer because it's likely that you know more than eight women and are close to more than eight women. So I just wanted to briefly highlight Breast Cancer Awareness Month because it is October and it is appropriate. If you are of age or if you have a history of breast cancer in your family, um, be proactive with your health. You know, get your mammograms done. Um, Use October as a reminder. You're going to be flooded with pink ribbon. So you don't even have to set a reminder, you know? Just know that in October, that's when you're going to get your mammograms and then pick another time in the month if you are someone at risk and should be getting mammograms twice a year. But yeah, be screened, be up to date. If breast cancer isn't high on your radar right now, just be aware of other things you can be screened of. That might be STDs, STIs, um, pap smears, just general wellness, okay? So that's all I wanted to say for this week's reflection point. Um, I just wanted to encourage us to be advocates and champions of our own health. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also wanted to say that mammograms are hell of expensive. So if you're somebody who um, puts a lot of money into the breast cancer awareness campaign or promotionals, maybe if you if you are at liberty or you have the resources, Maybe you can sponsor someone's mammogram. There are ways you can do that, but paying for someone's mammogram specifically rather than relying on companies and whoever you're giving your money to at HEB and Walgreens or whatever whatever campaign you're giving your money to. There are ways, so be smart on how you invest, invest your money, especially when going towards really good research-based campaigns. Anything you'd like to add, Abigail? get screened yes get screened especially if you are high risk and um, if you are someone who puts on campaigns and you are constantly raising awareness you are going to be today's guy and shine because I really applaud your work what you do in your community 
you save lives literally by promoting and um, putting on this campaign every October. You are saving lives by encouraging women to take measures to fight for them, their health and being proactive. So that has been another episode of Rooted with Yams. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you share this episode with somebody and you like it on SoundCloud. You can leave a comment, rate it on Apple Podcasts, leave a comment. You don't even have to tell me your name, okay? You can just leave a comment. It could be anonymous and a comment or critique, a suggestion, whatever. I love it. And it helps this podcast grow and reach more people. And it's just really nice. It's a nice thing to do, okay? Um, Someone messaged me on Instagram saying, like, I hope you get advertisements and, like, you can get some monetary reward from this podcast because I love your podcast. I was like, girl, thank you. But the only way that could happen is if... (laughs) like, share, and subscribe. Exactly. Is if people like, share, and subscribe. That has never even crossed my imagination. But now that she said it, I'm going to remind y'all once again, if you like this podcast, just like it, share it, and be subscribed. Thank you guys for listening. Abigail, help me close it out. Bye-bye.